Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 20 of Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez, and this is my co-host. Nicholas Morahan. Did you like that? I tried to do it as much of like a uh, recording on a phone as possible. Hey, everybody, I wanted to wish, I wanted to take a moment here on the podcast, since since every episode of this podcast now has turned into uh, my man crush on Jermaine. Uh, happy birthday, Jermaine. Your your birthday was this, this last Saturday, but happy 30th birthday, man. How does it feel to be old as shit? Uh, dude, I'm devastated right now. I'm still not recovered. It's... Uh, would, would you like to tell the people what you told me before this podcast started and what you told our, our group of friends before this podcast started? Yeah, I'm retiring. That's it. No more benders for this guy. It's just going to be wine and books on the beach from now on. So here's the thing that I'm pissed about, everybody. All right, so Jermaine has a birthday party in San Diego this weekend. I was invited but was unable to make it due to uh, – how do I frame this correctly? COVID uh, things. COVID things. Uh, COVID restrictions placed on me by my organizational employment uh, in a certain uh, military establishment. Um, but Jermaine went out, obviously had a great time uh, over the weekend, starting Friday, ending Monday, uh, probably Tuesday morning. is Probably this morning is when, it, is when the shenanigans actually ended. But this man, of which I'm considered by him probably top five friends, this man announced his retirement without me even getting a crack at his liver. So this is this folks is an MMA retirement. Jermaine will come back. He will go on a last bender, sort of like a George St. Pierre bender. He's going to come back. He's going to fight for the title. It's going to be Nick Morahan against Jermaine's liver at a at a time and place later to be announced. But you're not retiring. Not yet, Jermaine. I won't accept it. It's not happening, dude. I drank too much. I've hit I've hit the bodily threshold nope. for my entire lifetime. It's no. done. Here's here's the thing. You've hit what you thought was the threshold, and then I'm just gonna I'm gonna come in and your body's gonna be like, oh yeah, I remember these days when I used to hang out with Nick. I'm not I'm not doing it, dude. I've retired. We're gonna, 
We're gonna play. We're gonna play. We're gonna play pub golf in San Diego. Oh man, pub golf would be dangerous. And he's back, ladies and gentlemen. No way. No way. You know how I feel about combat sports retirements. I'm not doing that. Okay. It's official. I've retired. Accept it. Okay. Put a pin in this. Put a pin in this, everybody. On. On to the trivia question. So Nick right. graciously yeah. got us a trivia question this week. Finally carrying the load. He does two, he does two trivia questions and he acts like he's the god. You're you're like bummier than Alex Smith. I'm the maybe the more you say it, maybe the more tolerant I I I've become of it. And that's not okay. <laughs> but so in honor of the co home run leader right now, Fernando Tatis Jr., who is a ripe twenty one years old. My question to the people, my trivia question for this week is who was the youngest player to ever lead the MLB in home runs? This is single season, by the way. And a bonus, how old was he? Again, who has been the youngest player to ever lead the MLB in single season home runs? And how old was he? That answer obviously coming at the end of the show. I'm not even guessing. Yeah. I, I mean, there's. So the problem about baseball records and baseball trivia questions is it could either be someone in the non-live ball era, so someone from like the late 1800s, or it could be someone last year, and you just you wouldn't know. But uh, not not a lot to talk about today, Jermaine. In terms of main topics, uh, wait, has there is there a main topic, Jermaine? Uh, we have a big announcement. Yeah, so <laughs> the big we do have a very big announcement. Uh, I guess we can call we can now call ourselves. We we've reached, uh, I guess for you video gamers out there, we've reached the second level of podcasts. Um, we are now a sponsored podcast. Uh, we are being paid money to sponsor a certain company. That certain company, obviously, uh, you guys will find out shortly here. The release of this episode will coincide with with something that we're doing to announce our partnership with this company. So, stay tuned. Follow our socials for that. But that's that's kind of the big the big thing. Episode twenty, we wanted to announce it for you guys. It was pretty special, but not not a real main topic for the show. But a lot of a lot of good news stories have come out. So we didn't really pick one, and it's just kind of going to be a you know f- you know however long it takes to get through these these news blasts. But yeah, so. That's that's what we got for you today, Jermaine. Yeah, very much so. Nothing to touch on. Nick talks out of his behind. Yeah, it was so, a, it was a, it was a good show, except for Jermaine retiring. That'll be next week's. Uh, that'll be next week's. Jermaine talks out of his ass. Uh, no, I'm I'm retiring, bro. Just accept it okay. and move on. I've said it over it. and over again. I accept it. Right. I accept it, and I'm moving on. All right, NFL news. Now that Nick keeps derailing everything. Oh, was that was that, was that my cue to talk now? Yeah, what are you doing over there? Well, I thought I, because I was derailing everything, I thought I lost permission it, to talk. Yeah, so you derailed it even further. Shocker, shocker. So what I, are you good for, bro? I saw. Uh, pretty much, I'm the I'm the I'm the face of this podcast. Basically, <laughs> I'm the I, I'm I'm the I'm the good looks. Neither the brain nor the operations behind this podcast. So once we go to YouTube, <laughs> you guys will see that I'm just I'm just the uh, the eye candy of the podcast. Uh, so I, I saw this this message that that came across uh, basically because 
we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later in the show when it comes to college sports. But there's a there's a genuine fear out there, Jermaine, that the NFL will not play its season. Um, but pertaining to NFL officials, there was a there was a message that the that the NFL sent to their uh, their all their officials that said they can opt out of the season. And that the officials will receive a thirty thousand dollars stipend and guaranteed job guaranteed jobs in twenty twenty one. If they opt, I, if they opt out, yeah. I I had two questions for you on this, Jermaine. Aren't most officials like in the off season judges and lawyers like very high paying professions anyway? I mean, some. And, not and all. secondly, and secondly. Why are officials receiving a twenty thousand dollars or a thirty thousand dollars stipend, but the players who opt out do not get a stipend? Uh, I don't know. I but I'm pretty sure the players that opt out, they still had the guarantees in their contract that were already guaranteed. But what if it's not guaranteed money? Well, t- then you signed a bad contract and you opted out. Okay. Well, yeah, that's. That was that was my question. I thought a lot of officials were had already had already had high paying jobs. So I don't know. I don't know how many officials. They're obviously older. I, I wonder how many we're going to see opting out because we know the last time we had re- replacement refs, and uh, that was not good for the NFL. So let's let's hope that that doesn't happen again. Absolutely not. Uh, just one quick other NFL nugget: Hard Knocks new season starts tonight. So we'll probably talk about that on the next episode's podcast. Said they're going to be revealing how the NFL is doing their COVID uh, nineteen testing, so we'll get a little behind the scenes on that. The only thing that I can say from that preview is that Aaron Donald looks even bigger than because like I, I could I could see how Aaron Donald looks big in his workout, like when he's actually working out and he's pumped up. But he was just at training camp, man, and he looks like a monster, bro. It's that man is terrifying. He's like a real life Incredible Hulk. that's what he looks like dude the dude is built it's unbelievable and then he plays defense i don't even it doesn't make any sense dude's a conundrum i I had to search and one of my searches was aaron donald shirtless (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna like that one Uh, he is 284 pounds and you can see every single one of his abs and he runs so fast for how big he is. It's not humanly acceptable, bro. He's an alien. We just we just had a whole lot of love for Aaron Donald. Moving on. Let's talk about the NHL playoff seedings being set. And then we'll talk about the draft lottery that happened. Okay. Yeah. So the so the playoffs actually start tonight for the NHL, which I'm which I'm very excited excited about. There's very few things in this world that can eclipse playoff hockey and the atmosphere that comes to it. Little upset that there's no fans, but but what can you do? But anyway, both uh, both host hub cities have been eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs in a heartbreaking overtime loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets, but. The standings are set in both East and West, like Jermaine said. In the Eastern Conference, obviously, the, the seeds going from top to bottom. Philadelphia is one. Tampa Bay is two. Washington capture three. Boston is four. Boston has been terrible since the restart. Uh, Philly will obviously play uh, Montreal. They'll play the Canadians. Uh, Tampa Bay will play the Columbus Blue Jackets in a rematch, which I'm very excited for. Uh, the Capitals will play the Islanders. 
and Boston plays Carolina. Again, another another matchup that I'm really excited for. Jermaine, who do you see based on that? Who do you see coming out of the East as the as the Eastern Conference winner? Oh man, that's interesting. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be the Capitals. Washington. That's pretty interesting. I think it I, I think that it's very hard to look past a hot team in the NHL playoffs, especially like this, where they, you don't have to factor travel in. You don't have to factor uh, a lot of like back-to-back nights and stuff like this. The teams that I'm very excited to watch, obviously, in the East are the Flyers and the Hurricanes. I think that it's going to come down to a matchup between those two teams. Uh, and I think the Flyers are going to win because they have been absolutely dominant and they've been employing that typical Flyers style of defense, just crushing defense. But they, they have f- found a little bit more of the offense, kind of rebooted and, and found that that late late 2000s offense that, that we know the, the Flyers for. And also, I think Columbus is going to upset Tampa Bay again. <laughs> Here's the hoping. I just I, why do I like cheering against Tampa Bay so much? It's, it's well, they, you got to think they have, they have some pretty major injuries. Steven Stamkos is not expected to play. Obviously, their leading scorer. He's that's a huge part. Uh, and I don't think Victor Heideman, their best defender, is going to play either. So it's not they had both of those guys last year when they played Columbus and they lost in four games. So. It's it's not uh, it's not too shocking. So in the in, in the Western Conference, obviously the the Golden Knights beat the beat the Avs in a uh, playoff in a seeding deciding overtime game. So the Vegas Knights are one, Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche are two, Dallas Stars are three, Blues are four. Uh, the Vegas the Golden Knights will obviously play the Blackhawks, who surprised who surprised a lot of people by getting in. They were the 12th seed. The Avs will play the Coyotes, who are 11th seed, also surprised a lot of people. Dallas will play Cal- Calgary, and St. Louis will play Vancouver. Out of those matchups, Jermaine, who do you see getting out of the West? Uh, I'm going Blackhawks, baby. Let's go. We're coming for them. all of those bums on the West. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really think it's going to be uh, St. Louis, though. St. Louis, huh? Yeah. So St. Louis has not been playing well since the restart, but that's, I mean, they're also a team that, that won the cup last year. So it's not, it's, you know, it would be ridiculous of me to be like, oh, St. Louis, that's ridiculous. Uh, I really think that it's going to come down to the matchup, the, the second matchup between Colorado and, and Vegas. I think that Dallas and the Blues have been playing hockey that it would not surprise me if Calgary and Vancouver at least took them to game seven and beat them. So I I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas or St. Louis got eliminated and if Dallas or St. Louis get eliminated. And what I think is going to happen is that the Knights and the Avs are going to steamroll whoever they're playing. Oh, yeah. I I think that this is prime setup for a for a Vegas Colorado Western Conference final, which is going to be which is going to be awesome. I mean, if, that's, I'm, that's, if I'm not mistaken, the Golden Knights have the best odds to win the Cup right now. Correct? Uh, I, I believe they do. Yeah, let me look that up real quick. But the you know the the matchup between Knights and Colorado is is going to be one to watch. It's going to be a, a a great one to see with that whole core of obviously the upstart of Vegas not. And and really, I think the winner of the Stanley Cup is coming out of the Western Conference. I, think, uh, I, I could see that the East seems really shaky right now. Uh, uh, Stanley Cup odds odds are not posted right now on Five Dimes. Right, they're probably updating them. But the winner of the Western Conference is supposed to be the Vegas Golden Knights at plus two fifty five. 
So still, I mean, if if and the Avs are at plus two seventy five. So if you want to, you know, the bet right there would probably be to put ten dollars on the Golden Knights, ten dollars on the Avs, and then I mean, you would you would make and, a little bit of profit anyway. And you could also probably uh, hit a prop where you bet for a Avalanche Golden Knights Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I don't remember where you can find that on on five times, but I know other other sites do uh props so actually western conference final matchups and, and and you could probably pick finals matchups too but probably yeah finals matchups. this this year i mean every year i say this though <laughs> i was gonna say this year it's so hard i have no clue who's gonna win this year i, I just, think I, i'll just be tuned in <laughs> i think that i think the best if you would have told me before the restart that tampa bay was going to be the second seed washington was going to be a third seed and boston was going to be a fourth seed and didn't win a game i would be shocked and the Flyers were a first seat. I would I would be shocked, but that's what I just think. the The East is just the East has a bunch of teams that are around the same level. I think the West, the Knights and the Abs are just heads above everybody else. That it's that it's going to come down to who wins that Western Conference series for who wins the cup. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair that's a fair bet. Let's move on to the draft lottery that the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, yeah, thank, thank God. So, anytime that you have the uh, the ability for the Pittsburgh Penguins to potentially win the draft lottery, you thank your lucky stars when it's when it's the Rangers. Now, so the the Rangers obviously won the draft lottery, like Jermaine said. They're they're uh, expected to draft a, a kid named Alexis Lafoniere. Uh, Basically, shout out Nevada Putnam. He probably gave me the the best scouting report I've I've heard of the kid. Nevada watches a lot of hockey. And he said he's a, he's a good he's a good not elite player. He's a great not elite player. His player comp would kind of be like the Avs winger, uh, Miko Ratnan, or like a Leon Drystall, or like a Taylor like a Leon Drystall from the Oilers, or like a Taylor Hall from the uh, Coyotes. That would probably be, be be kind of his closest player comp. That that great supporting piece to a team. But I just there's something in the back of my head that the New York Rangers, whenever they get that first pick, they just pick a guy who is going to be a cornerstone on that franchise for 15 plus years. And and I think that they just have a way of turning hockey players into just iconic figures. Yeah. So I actually, I thought a lot of people were really, really high on this kid. So to hear that he's not, he's good, but not elite is not what I thought I was hearing. So, or, I mean, we're talking. We're, we're talking. We're talking. When we talk elite players, we're talking like the Nathan McKinnons, the the guys like that are number one picks and are playing and and winning trophies at eighteen years old in the National Hockey League. Gotcha. He's not uh, going to be a Sidney Crosby, an Alexander Ovechkin, a guy that's going to be an all time a legendary player, but he's going to be probably a pretty good first line winger. Gotcha. Yeah, so, so I we, mean, the Rangers also cashed in big time last year, so that's why uh, that's why it's it's uh, the Rangers are setting up to be a uh, be a contender here for a while. Looking at, I mean, that that'd be something to look at at the end of this NFL uh, NHL season is to look at a uh, little bit of a uh, little bit of futures bets on the Rangers. Maybe the Rangers Stanley Cup champions next year. That might be something to uh, might be something to peep or, or whenever uh, Lafoniere makes it to the uh, makes it to the the league. Yeah, and then so just to round out the top five for the 
the order. It's it's Rangers one, Kings number two, Senators via San Jose number three, the, the Red Wings number four, Ooh. and the uh, Senators at five. So let's move let's move on to bubble ball, bro. Yeah, talk to me about the NBA, dog. Lead lead uh, NBA correspondent. <laughs> lead NBA correspondent. So the East, uh, nothing really changed there. We kind of figured there'd be no playing game because the Wizards showed up with you know their G League squad, and as such, the mag- Magic have clinched the eighth seed there, and there won't be a playing game. I mean, they had a chance, right? But they 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 started so far back as it like the Wizards needed a miracle run, and they got the exact opposite of that. <laughs> They're like zero and six now. Yeah, Bradley Beal didn't play. Like they, their like whole roster <laughs> was in shambles coming into the bubble, uh, but they got to play and make some money and get on television. So that's good for them. But the Western Conference has been just all over the place with chaos. Lakers and Clippers look a little rough. They keep losing big games. And we had the Nuggets yesterday, and they absolutely jogged our model by not cashing in that that money line win. But first of all, first of all, they didn't absolutely dog our model. They missed a free throw to go up with 14 seconds left. Yeah, that's four, what I'm it was four seconds left. They missed a free throw to go up by one with four seconds that's left. That's what so. I'm saying. They dogged our model, dude. <laughs> Hit yeah. the free throw, you bum. Yeah, you freaking bum. Oh man. So we've actually got the Memphis still has the eight seed despite going one in five right now. So they've done the exact opposite. They lost all their momentum they had before the uh, season was canceled. And Portland is red hot right now behind Damian Lillard, who is who has no friends in the league, just co-workers. And Portland is now a half game back from Memphis for the eighth spot. And San Antonio and Phoenix are one game back. And Phoenix needed to be absolutely perfect in this bubble to even be within striking distance. And they've oh, actually they, Oh, and have they been? They've been red hot perfect. Our model actually predicted them to, to win against the Clippers when they were at plus 315, which was our biggest uh, money line winner to date. Um, man, Phoenix looks like a problem. Devin Booker is absolutely hooping on that, on that uh, bubble, bubble court. There's something about it. He just really likes it. He drilled one from the half court logo yesterday. Yeah, he, he said, Hey, LaMelo, I know how you did this in the AAU game. Watch how the pros do it. <laughs> Jeez, man. So I actually, uh, the Grizzlies, I don't think they're even making the playing game. I was about, I was about to tell you like, I mean, like I, we're looking at Memphis as like an eight seed, and they have been literally towing a wagon behind them. Like I don't, I don't know what's up with them, but could we see? Like I would love to see any of the other three teams that are behind them get into the eight and nine seed. I would love a Portland San Antonio game. I would love a San Antonio Phoenix. I would love a Portland Phoenix. You know what I mean? Any of those games would be great because I think any of those three teams are going to steamroll the Grizzlies right now. Right, exactly. And so I actually don't even think um, – I don't even think the Grizzlies will even make the play-in game, which is sh- shocking because they – They don't deserve it right now. Not right now. 
Not at all. And so I actually have a Portland Phoenix uh, playing game series. I think Portland gets the eighth seed. Phoenix, Ooh. I think Phoenix, I think Phoenix runs the gauntlet and goes oh. undefeated, right? Because oh. they are playing the 76ers today without Embiid, without Simmons. They're going to push oh, the yeah. 7 and 0. And we're going to have Devin Booker, Dame Dollar battle it out for the eighth seed. And I'll tell you what, Lakers fans don't want to see these trailblazers. They don't, they they don't, don't want either of them. They don't. Well, I think they they handle the Suns. I think they yeah, handle yeah. the Suns. But the Trailblazers, they were they in the have, West. They, have they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. With without Nurkic, right? And they got they, Nurkic. they got Nurkic back. They have Whiteside as well, so they have size in the paint. They've got Zach. Isn't Collins. CJ McCollum coming back too? CJ McCollum's playing already. Well, there you go. So they got Carmelo as well. Uh, man, this Portland Trailblazers team is not a team I would want to see in the playoffs. And I was actually talking to my boy today, and I was just like, man, I just kind of want to see the chaos that would f- would happen if the Lakers lose to the Trailblazers in the first round. Listen, I bet the Lakers to win the championship. Are you confident right now? No, well, I, it's it's not, but it's like it's a feeling that like I'm I don't I don't need to be confident because if the Trailblazers beat the Lakers, I'm gonna be like ah, all right, like let's <laughs> let's do this. Just okay, that, this is what that, we're doing. That eight seed upsetting a one seed chaos is always just bananas. I, I, dude, I don't see it happening. Not with LeBron and AD. I really don't. But man. I always like to root for chaos and for storylines, and so I definitely, I definitely see myself rooting for this Portland Trailblazers team. And you've long called for the Lakers' demise, so <laughs> what? I've said the Lakers were going to win it all. Yeah, you, no, you said you wanted to lose it all in a terrible J.R. Smith uh, oh, blunder. That's another story. That's that just the chaos on a J.R. Smith shooting a three in the wrong basket. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be great. Let's move on to the MLB, or AKA Nick's weekly rant. All right. So, all right. Listen up, everybody. The listen, I love the MLB. I have played baseball since I was 18 months old. And I have defended baseball to people that say, baseball is an easy sport where you don't have to run. Okay, blink your eye. Okay, that was a 92-mile-per-hour fastball that just crossed the plate. And guess what? Guys in the league typically throw 95 to 104. So good luck hitting it. Jermaine is is an example of, holy cow, I didn't know the ball came that fast. And he was getting thrown at by bums like me that can throw maybe 70. Yeah, so, definitely no higher than 70 or like mid-70s. So here's the thing. I will continue to defend the MLB to outside sources, and I will continue to say it's the best game in America. But there's got to be a point where Rob Manfred stops this Astros hypocrisy. So for those of you who don't know, the Astros and the A's played uh, this weekend. Shout out Tony Kemp, my boy, Centennial High School, Oakland A's, uh, second baseman, utility player. That's my dog. Um so they, they played this weekend, and uh, the Oakland A's and the Astros got involved with in a brawl because the Astros threw at 
Roman Lerano. Ramon Loriano. Loriano, thank you. Probably terrible. It, my pronunciation has, has long been a, a fact on this podcast. Um, so they threw at him, obviously, as he's walking down to first base. This is the second time they'd hit him in the game. This is game three. As he's walking down to first base, the Astros hitting coach, Alex uh, Cintron, was was saying words at him. Uh, Ramon came back, said some words. Apparently, uh, Citron, the Astros hitting coach, said something about his mom. Uh, he then, Citron retreated behind three Astros players and almost back into the dugout after shit-talking this much as uh, uh, he got charged, as Ramon charged him. Yeah, uh, Bregman, Bregman tackled him. Yeah, it led to a benches to a uh, bench clearing brawl. Um, Lariano has been uh, suspended six games that that came out today. Alex Citron has been suspended twenty games. The hitting coach for the Astros, but there are no pitcher sub suspensions. There's no suspensions for Alex Bregman. Uh. There's no suspensions for any Astros players. Uh, there's no fines for Astros players. R- Rob, like uh, you had my back when, or I had your back when you find the when you said the Astros were in a cheating and you leveled false fines. What have I been saying the whole time, Jermaine? The whole MLB was doing it, but now it's getting to the point where Rob. How much have the Astros paid you? One thousand percent. We need to know how much they're. What paid. what what have they done? What blackmail do they have on you that you keep levying these simple fines, harsh fines on everybody else that interacts with them? But these simple fines when they retaliate, it's getting to the point where the Astros feel like right now they can retaliate and nothing will happen to them because they can step in the role of like, well, he did it first, MLB like, right, you did it first, so you get punished. The Astros hit Ramon. The they hit him. They, they, Joe Kelly hit nobody. Joe, yeah, they hit him twice. And it wasn't like a, oh, that ball was a little bit inside like Joe Kelly, a notorious out-of-control pitcher does. That It was like that ball hit square, hit Ramon squarely in his back. Twice. Uh, yeah. Squarely in his back. And Get the fuck out of here. I, and they suspended Joe Kelly. I just don't understand. Joe Kelly didn't hit anyone. He made a face. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, "I guess you were looking for a fastball, weren't you?" Which is hilarious. So, so I think the I think the MLB should kick the Cardinals out of this season. <laughs> I think I think we should replace Fire Miami with Fire St. Louis. They've had their last three series postponed, and they last played the 29th of July last last a month. And my buddies were telling me that the Cardinals were partying on an island. Dog, it's the 11th of August. <laughs> they played like a hot minute ago. Dude, I just think could like the MLS, they kick teams out when the restart. I think they should do that Do that for uh, the yeah. St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, just, I think you, I, don't I, I you don't need them. You don't need them. Well, I mean, yeah, you're a little personal bias, but also, so I'll. I'll I'll object a little bit of uh, non-bias in this conversation. Yeah, you don't really need them. You, you, they're not winning the Central this year. They're they're being flagrantly disrespectful to any rules. Like, what's the point, dog? 
I gotta love it though. I, I mean, like if you're gonna go big, at least go big. Like there's a report that they were golfing and playing poker at a casino. Like, but no, that's not the report. They're on an island partying. You gotta love it. Let's move on. I'm over the Cardinals. So MLB players of the week. Obviously, we go over this every week. The AL. Speaking of the Athletics, Frankie Montas was two and zero this week. Jermaine sixty a point six four ERA. Opponents hit one twenty five against him. And then Dang. in honor of our and then in honor of our trivia question, obviously Fernando Tatis Jr. playing for the Padres this last week hit four thirty five, six home runs, nine RBIs. He has eight home runs already on the year. And he's tied for the MLB lead with Judge. Think about that. Before this week, Jermaine, he had two home runs. Six in and a now, week. And now he's tied with Aaron Judge. He has 30 homers in his first 100 career games. That boy's going to be nice. If he plays as long as his dad did, as long as his dad did, right, in his year 21, he has had, he hasn't even played a full season yet, 162 games. Right. Basically, if you just take this out, he's going to have 45 home runs a year. And if he plays 11 seasons, his dad played 11 seasons, injury prone, obviously. But if he plays anywhere close to, to the way his dad played, I mean, he's going to be a, a threat for many years to come. Yeah. Uh, and he's playing here in San Diego. So that's gonna, that'll be dope when I can find I love that ballpark. I love Petco Park. Me too. I really like Petco a lot. And the view, the views, get out of I here. Need, I need to take you to Coors one day, but Petco Park is a very good, it's a very good ballpark. All right, so Champions League starts tomorrow. The matchups are set. When, so, when, we, so, we, so we start the gauntlet, right? Here we go. This is just back to back to back to back. These There's going to be playing some games. Uh, yeah. Wednesday, they got Atlanta PSG. Uh, Thursday, we got Leipzig versus Atletico. Friday, we've got Barca versus Bayern. And, uh, or sorry, Friday, we have Barca versus Bayern. And Saturday, we have Man City versus Lyon. And then semis start next week. Yeah, so it'll start. I I really wanted to, to put, I think the, the line right now was plus favorites on anyone. So if you think right now that anyone is going to win that Atlanta PSG game, I would put money on somebody. Because I looked last night and it was it was PSG plus one hundred five, even if they win. Atlanta was like plus three eighty five, and a draw was like plus two twenty or something like that, right? But if you think anyone's going to win, log on to your favorite betting site right now. We use Five Dimes, the unofficial uh, sports book of the podcast, and put a bet on someone to win. I really thought that Atlanta was would have a great chance at winning this, but then we got news today that. Kylian Mbappe is is pretty much healthy and gonna play in this match, and I don't I don't see a reason that that PSG loses this if 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 he plays. And I think Verratti is also is also healthy enough to uh, to show for this. I, I don't know that, but he so might be. If if he is, I mean, there's no way to see it past PSG on Thursday. Obviously, I I want to I want to say RB Leipzig, but that defensive Atletico there. I mean, they are they are the perfect team that is really rigged for a deep Champions League run with that awesome defense and then just an awesome counterattack uh, 
you know, circle Real Madrid, circle Barca, circle all those nice La Liga teams that can defend and and then counterattack. Barca and Bayern. This is my favorite. This is my favorite matchup of the of, of the slate so far. I think it's going to be great. Right now, you said there was a. You said before the podcast there was a report that Barca was that Messi was not feeling a hundred percent, and and who else was out for Barca? No, and then uh, Aguero is out for uh, Man City. Oh, okay. What? So there was a report Messi's not feeling 100%. Again, I don't yeah, buy those he, reports. He That's, got dinged up in practice is what he said. I don't I don't believe those reports. That's like the Patriots always listing Tom Brady as questionable and then he goes out and throws for four touchdowns. So I, th- this is going to be my best one. Obviously, Byron's trying to get a – Byron has always been good against Barca uh, except for that one highlight that everybody plays over and over again of Messi just absolutely dominating uh, Jerome Boateng. I think Byron wins this one, and I, I don't. I don't really think it's necessarily that close. Yeah, I think Byron takes that as well. Yeah, and, and then on Saturday, I don't. I don't see like you could probably make a good argument that Atalanta or Leipzig or Barca beats the favorites, but I don't see any way Leon. Leon is thankful to be playing in this game right now, and I think that's that's as far as it's going to get. And I wouldn't be surprised to see something like a four nothing Man City. They're showing up for the handshake. Yeah, that's. I mean, they might be like, "Hey, I'm really, I'm happy to be here, guys." So we're we're watching some news closely for soccer and Ronaldo's agent meeting with PSG over Champions League frustration. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this podcast is very pro PSG, uh, but they always underachieve. But we're still pro PSG and very pro Ronaldo as well. Very pro Ronaldo. So that'd be awesome to see him go there and team up with Neymar and Mbappe. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. And then uh, Juventus fired their coach. Uh, I guess they're trying to appease Ronaldo. Um, And they replaced him. Who'd they replace him with? Uh, Andre Pirlo. Uh, so Andre Pirlo, they're, they're, uh, the obviously the Italian great. He has 116 appearances for Juventus. Um, I don't know if this is an appeasement for Ronaldo. Like this guy is like six years his senior, so I don't really know if if this guy will be the the Ronaldo whisper or if they're just or if they're making a move, uh, what they think is right for the club, which also might annoy Ronaldo, right? Because he's trying to win, you know, one final Champions League trophy. Yeah, he really wants it. You can tell. But he might he he might move. And I think the fascination with PSG is that where hasn't Ronaldo played? legal one so they're they're just i mean you gotta i mean you, you gotta look at sources here french newspaper his and and meeting with agents could be benign he i mean his he might he was in the throes of of the champions league so he could have sent his agent to inquire about psg or his agent could have done it on his own just doing being a good agent right you never know but it would be interesting to see ronaldo on psg yeah definitely uh, let's move on to golf and then we'll do NCAA after that. So the PGA championship was this, was this last weekend and we put out a couple of bets, uh, a lot of bets actually, uh, for <laughs> the, the, uh, basically there was the stat that the last in the last 20 years, there's only been 18 of the last 20 winners of the PGA championship have, uh, finished. What was it? Finished top 30, uh, in their last major, and have had at least one year on the one win on the tour that calendar year. No, right. it's top thirty. The the previous tournament, the, the previous, previous tournament. tournament. That's right. Top thirty, the previous tournament, and at least one win on their tour resume that calendar year. 
Colin yes. Murakawa was one of them and was plus uh, basically plus 3,300, I believe, at the beginning of the weekend. He won it. 23-year-old, he's the third youngest player in the stroke era, in stroke play era to win the PGA Championship. Um, and I have to apologize to all the uh, all the viewers and all the listeners out there who also follow our social media and our, and our gambling picks, our betting picks, is that I personally bet on Murakawa day four at plus uh, 890 to win the open because he was one of those guys that I knew one of the eight guys that we that we named in the podcast last week but I didn't put it out on day four so I won money but I didn't put it out to you guys so I so I want to apologize and to make up for that I am now putting out all my uh, Wyndham championship which is this weekend I'm putting out all putting out all those picks so you'll you guys will see that those uh, those picks tomorrow, but the Wyndham Championship is obviously the last chance for the FedEx Cup standings before it starts. So for movement in the FedEx Cup, Cup standings, luckily there's no danger of player elimination because the PGA Tour eliminated that this year. In case guys wanted to opt out of, of tournaments that they didn't feel comfortable playing in, I really think the Wyndham Championship is going to drive towards drive accuracy. Drive towards, did you like that? Is going to play towards drive accuracy and uh, approach shots gained, uh, and it's going to combine with. Uh, somebody having basically a hot putter. So if they have a hot putter, they hit the fairway a lot, and their approach shot gains is is pretty good. Uh, then then that's going to be then, then that's going to be what they need. And obviously, the favorite is going to be Webb Simpson right now, who's plus ten seventy uh, on five times. He's co favorite with Brooks Kepka. But stay tuned because we'll ha- we'll put some uh, we'll put some picks out probably tomorrow before the tournament starts. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the NCAA has made a lot of news today, a lot of news, and none of it good. <laughs> so yeah, the no, Big, Big Ten and Pac-12 have already come out and said they're canceling their fall sports and with emphasis to try and spring to, into spring, despite what the actual athletes and the coaches want themselves, which is pretty uh, perplexing in its own right. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's pretty standard for the NCAA <laughs> to not listen to their coaches or their players. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> that's definitely a good point. So, and then you you have a uh, you said that ACC is still going to try to play. Yeah. So they released a report today that said that they think they can still safely play, but I, I really feel like the chips have already fallen in place. Right, the Big Ten, the Pac twelve, uh, Mac, Mac and Mountain West. Well, the Mac and Mountain West a little because they're not Power Five, but I think the chip falling with the Big Ten is really is really the the signaling device that these all these sports are all, all the fall sports are going to try to play in the spring and especially football. Yeah, I was pretty shocked by that. But did you see um, the Supreme Court's ruling uh, that the NCAA requested? Yeah, apparently they okayed more benefits. Ed- excuse me, more educational benefits. Because we still want to keep keep up this fraudulent idea that that college football players go to school to for their education, right? Because I go <laughs> I go to the illustrious inst- the illustrious University of Alabama, so I can get a good education in business management or whatever they or agriculture or whatever the. I remember the football players in NC State were like farming and agriculture. They were majoring in that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the. Education-related benefits, some of which include school equipment, travel opportunities, and cash incentives. And they said they could do it as soon as this week. 
now we now we start to see who gets penalized for violating this rule for doing non-educational benefits. Where does it where where, where is that line? Like educational benefits. Where like I don't know. It's it's, it's prudent, ambiguous. It's prudent to his education that the boosters play him to that pay him to play football well. I mean, could you swing that? Probably. I mean, he needs a car to get around, right? Yeah, he does. He needs to get a car. He needs a car to get around to classes. Nineteen nineteen sixty six. Here, have a brand new uh, Ford Mustang. Exactly. Have a brand new uh, Escalade. I know you need to get to those classes. Yeah, I mean, it's a billion dollar football and basketball, billion dollar. <laughs> the NCAA is, is such a. They make so much money. It's embarrassing. And these people at the top get paid insane amounts of money on you, Mark. This- and they just gimmick the whole system in their favor. So I guess I'm for the, the higher benefits that they can get now or. But just like, come on, man, like educational benefits. Let's like, let's, let's drop the charade. <laughs> like, let's just, you, you, you are going to pay these players eventually. Yeah. Stop, stop thinking you're living in a world in which these players go to school for academics. They some don't. Do. Some, some do. do. I'm sure. Some 100%. do. But you're not telling me that players at Georgia, Clemson, Auburn, Ohio State are attending that school because they're like, oh wow, that's a really great institution. No, they're not. They're they're attending it because those those five stars, those four and five stars players coming out of high school, have been told that they have a great shot if they play three years of college ball at the, this university. They have a great shot to make millions of dollars. Yeah. And who wouldn't? I, I'm not saying that like these kids are dumb because they're doing that. Who wouldn't? You're young. You can get your education later. I mean, as we found out, you and I have found out later in life, college is dumb. College at, at eight, college at 18 is stupid. Yeah, I right? said that. I said that to my high school guidance counselors, right? Yeah. And they were like, "What are you talking about?" And then they, I got called in over and over again and had meetings. I'm like, "I'm not applying to any colleges. Leave me alone. I'm yeah. not getting into debt." Here's the thing. You you did that. I actually went to college, right? And luckily enough, I was able to go to college on a scholarship. But like my first two years, I partied and drank and 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 ended up with a 1.8 GPA. It wasn't until I switched into a major that I liked that I actually applied myself. Like you can't tell me that these kids are going for educational benefits when they can play football and 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 that's the one thing they're doing. And that's in three years of of getting a average gpa is going to get them to the nfl you're not telling me they're going there because oh they have a great uh they have a great engineering program they don't care they don't care so halo infinite was announced to be delayed until 2021 just 2020 won't let us have anything this is this we talked about this prior to the show this is what's annoying about video games these days Video game companies seem to think that there's a negative stigma with releasing a game, getting user feedback, and then releasing a patch to fix those bugs and those issues without realizing that it's 2020 and the kids that play video games will never be satisfied with 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 any video game that comes out. And it's almost funnier for kids to find bugs and post on social media about these bugs and the ridiculousness of the game than it is to actually play a well-polished game. If you create a well-polished game that people play, guess what people don't do? Talk about it. They're like, oh yeah. And and especially with Halo Infinite, you're never going to live up to the hype. I'm sorry. 2020, 2021, 2035. You're never going to live up to the hype 
that that Halo has set for itself. Yeah, and there will always be half the people like you, like you talked about with Star Wars. There's always going to be the people that are like, but it's not like the old one. Of course, it's not like the old one. Exactly. Because because either the developers tried to take a second look, they tried to do this different, and blah blah blah, and ever just release the game. Like if you were going to release an incomplete product, shout out EA in the uh, late two thousands. If you're going to release an incomplete product of a game, then that's one thing. But if you're just if you're just doing development changes or development challenges, like the game looked awesome. You and I like you and I talked at length about how awesome the trailer looked. Yeah, and people picked it apart because the graphics weren't as sharp. Who cares about Who cares? graphics? Who cares? Yeah. By the time by the time it comes out, you're going to be able to have the next generation of consoles that you can play it on. No, nobody, nobody really cares about graphics. If you did, Minecraft would not be arguably the number one game in the world. Also, it doesn't it doesn't really matter because guess what. Like you have to look back and look and look at Madden 2005. It looks like, like you just said, it looks like Minecraft dudes are throwing the football. Yeah, it's unbelievable. People are graphics. Just- graphics will get better. You can't look back at a game like Tomb Raider and be like, "Oh yeah, I didn't play it because of the crappy graphics." <laughs> yeah, let's just let's move on. So, uh, at the very beginning of this podcast, you're going to hear a live live read from myself or Nick about our first sponsor called Thrive Fantasy. They have an app that you could download from the Google Play Store, the Apple Store, or from their actual website itself that allows you to bet daily fantasy, right? So they have NBA, NFL, MLB, PGA, and it's all it's a player prop app. And what you do is you pick – uh, from a slate of props that they have available and you stack up points and compete against other people. And if you hit the highest number of points, you get cashed out. If you use promo code ROOM303 at sign up with your first deposit of $20 or more, you will receive another t- additional $20 on top of that. So for, say that again. The promo code is ROOM303. At sign up, yeah, we Jaren and I are obviously like it's it's very cool to now you reach that next level of podcasting where actually somebody thinks highly enough of your stuff that they want to pay you for your voice and and the content that you have to put out. But I mean that there is not an app like this out there. There, you know, and and take it from a from guys like Jaren and I who've played the DraftKings, we've played the FanDuel, we've been on the Five Dimes, we've been on every type of gambling platform, and there is not a specific daily fantasy sports player prop gambling app until the Thrive Fantasy app came along, and and these guys are really revolutionary in the fantasy sports market, and and I, I think it's it's an excellent. Obviously, we're not going to do you guys dirty and just put our name behind the first person that that comes knocking at our door but this is an actual product that that jermaine and i have both downloaded and 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 used before and and really enjoy it so yeah like jermaine said room 303 when when you sign up and and you get a 20 dollars bonus on on your first deposit of of 20 dollars or more and we're we're super excited for this opportunity yeah we're excited to be paired with these guys we like uh what they're bringing to the market so that's 
that's really awesome. And one of the best parts about their app is they provide eSports, which is a huge booming sector right now. So you can even get into eSports betting. And what they do is they take out a lot of the research that you need to be pretty good at betting. Like you don't have to sit there and make an NBA model <laughs> like Room 303 um, because they only pick from the, the best players that you already know about. So it's what you're ex- already expecting to happen. So it's a, it's a really great app. We encourage you to go out there, download it, check it out, and use this uh, use the sign up code Room Three Zero Three when you do. <clears throat> With that being said, listen to the live reads at the beginning and end. It'll give you uh, all the information you need. Uh, let's move on to find them and cut them. Everyone's favorite. So, Jermaine, I have a special find them and cut them for you. I have an actual fine and an actual cut. Okay. For the, for the people, I guess not just for you, Jermaine, but for the people out there, we have an actual fine and an actual cut. So we'll start with the fine, and we're gonna f- the the Draymond Green was re- was recently on uh, NBA on TNT or wh- whatever their pregame show is. And they had him on as a guest. Obviously, he's not playing in the bubble, and he said that speaking on the Suns run that you that you talked about earlier, that Devin Booker is a very good hooper. He hoops very well. Hoop well. And Devon, uh, Draymond Green said of Devin Booker that he's wasting his career in Phoenix and somebody needs to come get him. The NBA fined Green $50,000 because they said this was tampering. How unreasonable. First of all, y- you know that the NBA, I-, I have a question for you. You understand that Draymond Green doesn't negotiate salary caps and sign players, correct? He doesn't trade for players. He doesn't give up draft packages. He doesn't make decisions on that, right? You know that he is a power forward, correct? And his his main goal is to grab the ball when it comes off on a missed shot and put the ball back up. And then on defense, stop the ball from going in the hoop. That, those are his two job qualifications. He must, one, score baskets, and two, prevent baskets. Yeah. And the general manager is actually the person that decides to sign and cut and trade and draft players. And now Draymond Green can go to his boss's boss's boss and he can say, hey, I'd really like to sign Devin Booker. And the GM for the Warriors is probably going to go, do you know how much Devin Booker would cost this team? Yeah, like no shit. Of course you want Devin Booker. Yeah, I want Devin Booker too. Guess what? He's like, not he's getting like, Devin Booker. Everyone in the league wants Devin Booker. Guess what? My rec basketball league wants Devin Booker on it so he can win a championship. Guess what? He's not playing for us. He's not coming. I don't understand what NBA... I guess because it's like defamation of the Suns that he kind of buried the Suns as a franchise, but but they literally they, said they tampering. Should they should. I know, dude. I like know. He's, he's on a TV show going. I think Devin Booker is a real good player, and I think I Draymond Green think that he is wasting his career in Phoenix. If he was like I Draymond Green, representative of the Warriors and the National Basketball League, think the Suns are boo boo and Devin Green, or excuse me, De- Devin Booker is wasting his talents, then it'd be another thing. But he was literally like, I think. That's the I problem with opinions. I think. He doesn't say I represent their views. He says, this is my opinion. And you idiots, the NBA, asked me to come on this talk show and talk. And Draymond Green is a notorious trash talker. One 1,000%. 1,000%. So that's our fine of the day. Our cut of the day has already happened. And the Washington football this team was, is already finding itself in hot water. This is getting out of hand. Washington so, having an Darius, awful Darius, 
Darius Geis, Was- the Washington football team's second round pick in 2017, I think. Uh, I do believe that's when it was. Let me look that up for 2017. You. Darius Geis. He was released from the team, Jermaine, this past week. Would you like to know why he was released from the team? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because the police showed up to Mr. Geis's house and they actually arrested him for a domestic violence case. And although it may not seem bad, when they got him back to the police station, they booked him for one count of strangulation, one count destruction of property, and three, one, two, three, counts of assault and battery. Jeez. So he, so, he, choked, her, he choked her until she passed out. Choked her until she passed out. Man. And I guess slapped her or something. I don't know what happened, but Darius Geis is released from the uh, Washington football team. And uh, I mean, if we're handing out bans in the NFL, can we hand out like Antonio Brown gets banned for what? What did he get banned for? For talking nasty about the NFL? No. So he has some, he got fined for sexual uh, misconduct as well. He's been accused by, he's been accused by an old trainer. And I think an old Mm -hmm. chef of his that but he wasn't he sexually harassed them. He's been but, accused, correct? Correct, but that's the extent of it currently. I got so. it. So eight games for an accusation. So how many games does a one count of domestic violence by strangulation get you? I don't know. I mean, it's a felony. It's a felony domestic violence related charge. So I'm not I saying. Think- I, I think it would go a long way for the NFL to suspend Darius guys for two seasons. E- yeah, I mean. Uh, I just think that he shouldn't play in the league anymore. I mean, you you cut him for two seasons. He's pretty much. (laughs) It's just my thing is, is like, it's a, it's a luxury. You know what I mean? To be able to play a kid's game for millions of dollars. And if you are not exemplary, you should be unable to play this game, unable to play this game. And that's, that's that. And if you do kid things like choke other people and beat other people, then you should go to timeout. Yeah, unless it's like Richard Sherman and Crabtree on the field. Yeah, unless it's on the field, then then do it for my pleasure. Because then I want to see that. Just ask Cortland Innigan. Oh, because you got the F beat out. Got of the him. F beat out of him. That's a shout out for you younger, for you, uh, for your older, <laughs> older listeners to the podcast. Andre Andre Jones Andre, Andre Jones <laughs> still. Still owns the Titans to this day. Still owns the F in Andre Innigan's name. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go change Andre Johnson's Wikipedia page to say uh, current owner of the <laughs> current Titans. owner of the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> All right, give the give the people the trivia answer. All right, so we asked you in honor of Fernando Tatis, who has been the youngest player to finish the MLB season as the leader in home runs, single season, obviously. And bonus, how old was he? And Jermaine said he doesn't have any guess for this. No, no clue. I would say he's probably 21 because Fernando Tatis is 21 right now. You would be correct. And going on baseball reference and and dialing this down to the minutia, there are two players who led the league in home runs at 21. One was obviously younger. The other one was months older. Sam Crawford in 1901 is the youngest player to ever lead the MLB in home runs at season end. And, and Eddie Matthews in 1953, still 21, but months older is the second player. I can't believe you didn't know that Jermaine, your, your knowledge of early 1900s baseball players is really slacking and I'm disappointed in you. I've dropped the ball. 
it'll never happen again. I'll be better you, tomorrow. Yeah, be better. With my trivia question, I mean, those only come once in a blue moon. So <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know you knew trivia. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've come to a natural conclusion of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in for another fine edition and hearing the great news that we broke on today's episode and that we will be bre- breaking on social media as well. Uh, please follow us there on Instagram and Twitter at podcast room three zero three. What what do you got for them, Nick? Yeah, stay tuned. Obviously, Jermaine said the the handle at podcast room three zero three. I'm just starting to move. We're just starting to move into the the Twitter sphere in terms of posting our our daily gambling picks. Again, I'm still trying to build that that MLB model. But for right now, follow us. Our M, our MLB model. Our excuse me. Our NBA model is humming right now. In the 12 days since the restarts happened, we're up plus 12 units. Obviously, that's whatever you consider a unit. I consider it $10, so that's up $120 for me. We had some bets hit today. Obviously, Jermaine talked about the Suns money line. This this model is great. I love it. I don't know how I did it. I think it's witchcraft. Uh, I think I've got <laughs> I a loop in the matrix, but follow us for that. Daily picks and obviously golf picks. We're going to try to push out MLB picks here pretty soon, but Keep liking, keep commenting, keep subscribing, keep downloading. Just tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we're not doing right. And also, please, please, please show love to the Thrive Fantasy app. They came out here. They supported us. Let's go support them. And uh, it's a great app. So so check it out and let us know what you think about them as well. But that's pretty much all I got, Jermaine. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Alex Smith is a poor man's boomer. Siasin, incentive rider signing out. Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and eSports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well... Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify.